We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Conversation is fun that way. Interesting. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 18th of November, 2020. I'm Flo. I'm Sam. And today I wanted to start off by just recognizing the fact I think we're on our what 11th episode now, Sam? Yes, sir. We are doing episode 11 right now in November. Can't believe it's already been, that means it's been 10 weeks since we started this. Mm -hmm. A bit more than two months, two two and a half months. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it just flew by. And I, Mm. but then again, you know, I feel like we can say that for the entire year. I mean, we're already in November. Um, But I guess I was kind of just wanted to, you know, put ourselves up like, Pat on the back type thing. Yeah. We've we've done ten episodes. We've had guests on our show already. Um, and to anyone listening, we hope that you've been enjoying the fact that we have guests as well. Because I think I can well, I can definitely say from my end, I really enjoy having the guests as well on. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, we'll have a few more coming on the way. We have a few Ever- more scheduled. Tune, tune in. <laughs> tune in. Um, so we're excited about that. But I. Th- it's it's been quite fun just having that extra perspective um yeah. and experience just added like what what made us start i i don't i don't remember what made us do do this right because, do you remember yes i do remember it's because you were melbourne was our was in lockdown lockdown um but also we we had hit that was probably what august no september mm-hmm. early september we started and, you know, the pandemic was kind of, like, easing up. This was before, like, the rest of the world already started going through their second wave. Mm-hmm. So we also wanted to make sure that we started something during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, we always wanted to start a podcast or something creative of the sort. And we wanted it to be a time capsule so that when we look back at it. Was it was literally just one night. We was talking. and Yeah. And, and we're like, like, okay, we'll start tomorrow. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's good because I'm looking at the stats right now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. um, and we actually ha- had a Kenyan listener. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So 93% of our listeners are from Australia, of course, because we're Australian. Yeah. 5% are from the United States. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. And mm-hmm. 1% is from Kenya. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm assuming it's just one person that just somehow found out, found out our podcast. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll become more and more global now. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that be, that's pretty interesting, actually. It, mm. It's kind of funny how people stumble across it. Um, but I, I think it's also because um, this new feature on um, Spotify, I'm not sure if you know about it, but it's been popping up on my um, homepage. It says uh, it's oh. like trailers for you. Where is this trailers of podcasts? Oh. Yeah. I hope I our one is... On there Being for some, for someone. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. The algorithm is just as good as like TikTok and Facebook and everything. Mm-hmm. Just shooting people <laughs> relevant content. So okay, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Actually, ah, oh, goodness. I wonder what country will pop up on our radar next. Does that mean we need to start diversifying in terms of languages? <laughs> mm-hmm. We have to start getting translators. Imagine, imagine getting translators just to reenact <laughs> our whole conversation in another language. That's pretty. That would be pretty funny. 
and you know how in nuances um, for different languages and such, there are different ways of saying certain things. Mm. That'll be pretty funny. Yeah, and this this is kind of like a really interesting thing that I always like t- talking about. You know, um, so the new nu- nuances of language. So I'm not oh. sure if I've told talked to you about this before, but I'm pretty sure I have. So mm-hmm. because I did psychology in in uni, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I I always said that if I was was to pursue um, psychology even more, my mm-hmm. thesis would be about um, nuances in language and how that uh, how those nuances might affect uh, personality. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's it's not even just like the the slang of it, mm-hmm. but it's the the framing of the sentences, mm-hmm. the attitude behind the sentences, mm-hmm. like you Yeah, uh, exactly. The way so I wanted to, I wanted to research, you. yeah. Oh, sorry, cut. What no, you no, 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 it's kind of like the nuances of like pleases and thank yous and certain yeah. words not existing in certain languages and like mm-hmm. f- some European languages have like female or male mm-hmm. um like, genders yeah nouns. Yeah, have, yeah like I, yeah. I know german has like a uh, female and male words for specific nouns right like yeah i'm yeah. not sure i'm not sure same i don't speak french. german yeah same for french yeah mm. but anyway Re- sorry, really can... really inter- yeah really really interesting I, I really wanted to research how that affects um how that affects um personality so maybe i don't know maybe like the, i know the japanese how they speak is very very different from a western western culture so i know um you know how um cutting in like cutting it when some cut, like jumping in when someone's speaking is kind of seemed as very rude in the western western society right but in japanese that's seen as pretty normal mm-hmm. so like i watched these reactions yeah like, like reactions like, they so like they do a lot of like um, active listening so mm-hmm. a lot of nodding a lot of like um mm-hmm. repeating what they the person is saying just to make sure that they under they understand what they're trying the the person's trying to convey, so mm-hmm. maybe that's that that contributes to um Jap- the Japanese culture of being like as seen as like being more p- very polite, very um I don't know what, what how would you describe Japanese culture? Japanese culture is a is a world of its own, hundred percent. Yeah, but I think everyone will also understand. It's also I think not even just language, but it's the way that the like people interact in terms of how they go into a conversation, you mm. know, the gestures, but as well the tone. Mm-hmm. Just from a tone, like comparing like Japanese speakers, uh, which are a bit more, I guess, traditionally a bit more soft-spoken, more polite mm-hmm. uh, and conservative versus um, what's a really harsh language. Or even just like talking about the way Chinese people speak or even German people speak. Oh, and like the the intonations, the tone, it feels very very different. And of course, you have to factor in that you know what people are used to in terms of hearing their own mother tongue. So someone mm. who's like a native Chinese speaker might not see it as like harsher. Whereas for us, comparing to English, I would consider it harsh. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but even like having a look at like the French language. It's it it sounds very romanticized in terms of mm. they slur a little bit things and their s's and things like that, um, and then you can have a look at that into accents in terms of how we speak as Australians, but as well how the British speak or how Americans speak. It's there's different intonations that could have a different layer of communication to it. Mm. So that 
definitely could have been a very, very interesting PhD proposal. <laughs> yeah, but that's never going to happen. I, 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 I'm not cut out for studying. I do not want to study. So, but, but who knows? Who knows? One day I, I get the drive. Like, oh, this is what this is my calling. But when, when you have a lot more time, hey. <laughs> yeah, at this point in time, no, no way, no way. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of my other friends who are currently going through their finals. Yeah, finals season. They're finishing uni and then they're going to have like their stuvac, depending on what university you go to, and then final exams or final assignments and such. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to them and like, oh, how like how many words are your assignments and things like that? And they're like pulling out numbers like four thousand, ten thousand. How really? I'm just like, oh. Oh, those are the days that I'm not sure when I can go back to. <laughs> yeah, like the longest assignment I've had was maybe like two thousand words. Four thousand, ten thousand, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I think they've either up the stakes, or it might also just be that particular course or the institution yeah. that they go to as well. It's I because think... I did economics and psychology, right? Psychology is just like a research paper. Uh, there's structure yeah. to it. Um, economics mm-hmm. you don't really write essays for unless you put, mm-hmm. unless you're doing phd level I, i'm assuming like oh, bachelor so level I, yeah i feel like my psych papers were, some of them were pretty long i think the longest paper i've done probably maybe a bit more than 10k really yeah huh. i've never even touched 5k oh really Goodness. thank god But see, yeah, it's how they structure the program, right? If they only Mm. do one massive paper... Mm. The fair enough, 10K, your whole semester just for 10,000 words. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Fair enough. But yeah, it's coming to the end of the year. We're 18th of November today, and how many sleeps till Christmas almost? Mm -hmm. I just... I know we've been saying this all year, but it's just like, where did the year go? And is twenty the big question is is twenty twenty one going to be any different? Hmm. I hope so. What do you have plans? Do you have goals? Twenty twenty one yet? There's no point in having goals for twenty twenty one. Let's be real. For me, like like I've said in previous podcasts, there's no point in pl- for me planning longer than like six mm. months. To be honest, because mm. anything can change, and with uh, the pandemic happening for wave two for the rest of the world and on the other side of the globe as well um mm. it's kind of all very tentative yeah and fair enough i expected to be back in the office like now or um like everyone back to the office type thing i remember i think we had directives from like july to go back into the office mm-hmm. and then like obviously everything else happened in terms of second wave happening in Victoria and whatnot. And so everyone's, everyone's still, I think the majority of my friends and peers are still working from home. There's only yeah, I don't know anyone that's working in the office yet. Well, we're Melbourne, so yeah, probably less likely than Sydney. So if you guys don't start, no way we, we start. So Yeah, but, and what, Adelaide is currently having a, a little hmm. cluster at the moment? Yep, yep. So everyone is on high alert. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I just want to go back on the mm-hmm. um, 20, 2021 thing. Mm. So you know how um, 
start of new year everyone always is always um very hopeful have, yeah have new new yeah very hopeful have new year's resolutions mm-hmm. i think um and that all that only lasts for like one or two months max right for like for 95 percent of people depending on what and it is yeah <laughs> like they only like maybe nine only five percent maybe stick stick their whole goal stick to uh-huh. their goal for the whole year mm-hmm. um i think if there's a strategy that we can like come up with to help people with um to stick with their goals that'd be good because um the the like the reality of like starting a new year is because everyone's going through the new year right so mm-hmm. and when when you say when you ask someone oh, what's your new year's resolution and you tell them it's it kind of gives like um keeps you accountable when you mm-hmm. when you speak to people when cuz you that's the conversation you always have at the start of the year what's your mm-hmm. new year's resolution you always ask that mm-hmm. to to a lot of people when you meet them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you keep like everyone keeps talking about it that makes you accountable okay it re- constantly reminds you at the start of year okay let's say it's just let's say the thing is gym and start of year the gyms are packed and every, i'm tr- people are trying to get get fit and get in shape then February it falls off. So, is there a way to help people to not let that habit fall off? Okay, I think to tackle that one, um, we'd have to first ask ourselves what what resolutions in the previous years have actually stuck. Not just from mm. New Year's resolutions, but like in terms of what goals have people set for themselves and they've kind of stuck together with, and kind of picking apart what about what of those decisions really actually made you go that extra mile and continue doing them. Mm. I think for me thinking about these kinds of things, the new year is just kind of like a time reminder, you know, it's, mm. it's no longer 2020. It's going to be 2021. It's not but, like you're looking at a time, but it's kind of like the year has passed. Yeah. What reality, like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like 2021, what, like what's the big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. but it it does like mentally it ma- matters for us because like it although like we don't want to admit it yeah although we don't want to admit it 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 um mentally it does matter <laughs> yeah i think it depends yeah it depends on what kind of like timelines you operate and things like mm-hmm. that but i think it's more so like a time calendar prompt in a sense mm-hmm. so that's when people start reflecting and you know what do they want to be different about this particular year Mm. Um, and me thinking about the resolutions that I've had in previous years, I actually don't normally have New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had probably the closest thing that I've had in previous years was probably the last year one, but that was probably because it was a change of a decade. Mm. Um, but as well, it was like kind of a more of a turning point for my life. So. Mm-hmm. The things that kind of make you made my resolutions stick, not necessarily just for New Year's resolutions, but the ones that I picked up through the year, is really understanding why am I doing them and mm. how necessary those things are and how much they benefit me. Um, mm. For example, we'll take we were talking about working out. Um, my workout goals, I think, have change and i was able to stick through them one because the pandemic happened 
So everyone was also more at home. People were trying to figure out things to do and things like that. So from that perspective, it's I've got more of an allowance of time to actually, you know, focus and work out and um, get in shape or start exercising. But it was also the social aspect of it because I start when I started working out. It's not just like home workouts with YouTube and things like that. I started doing workouts with Lily, who was our mm. guest last week, and a couple of other girls and things like that. And we would meet up every Sunday and we would have 12 o'clock noon in Australian time because she's overseas. Um, 12 o'clock Sunday workout crew every week for, I think for quite it's, a while. I think that's a good strategy, I think. Mm. to ha- Because um, having people having like a group or like a meeting that you have to turn up to like every every week or every however many days whatever it's really keeps you accountable because there are mm-hmm. other people there that are waiting expecting you to be there expecting you to do a certain thing just like this just like this podcast we 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 show ex- up yeah we expect each other to show up every monday night at 9 p.m no that's like right. we don't even have to remind each other that's right that's mm. right so hmm so definitely having not just telling other people that you're doing this, it's finding other people who want the same goal or, or mm. want to be invested in the same project. Keep uh, So you both go along the same journey in a sense. Um, mm. and yeah, you keep each other accountable. But it's more so like a, a shared commitment that yep. we're in this together. We suffer to, for, for yep. Jim. It was like we suffer together, gains yep. together, and things like that. Yeah, and if one person doesn't turn up, you you feel like if, if you don't you don't turn up, you feel like you're letting the other person down. Yeah, exactly. So, so hmm. yeah. shared Very responsibility. Mm. <laughs> I think I will try to apply this to mm. everything. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be good. Mm. I just have to figure out what I want to do. Do then try to uh, manipulate people into doing it with me <laughs> and making it a making them accountable, but in at the same time making my myself accountable as well. So it's good for me, good for them. <laughs> the execution part, let's not talk about that. But yeah, get the job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the ethics. Just worry about like getting it done. Well, health benefits, but realistically, in the end, jokes aside, it's really looking at whether you guys have the same goals, mm. and but also how much invested you both are in into the project. Like, for example, both me and you really wanted to do something creative. We were aligned, and we wanted to start a podcast. We wanted to do something creative. We wanted a time capsule. We wanted to be able to talk. To- also, another excuse to kind of like bring people onto the show and talk uh, about our experiences and things like that. So we were very aligned in like this project um, for things like gym and things like that. I, th- I feel like those kinds of projects are a bit more personal because like, for example, um, you have to also be in the mindset. If you're going to the gym and starting with another person, fantastic. You guys can start building mm. that habit together, mm. but at the same time also be very conscious that what you're doing is also for yourself so that if the other person decides to go on a different route, like for example, if they don't want to go to the gym anymore. They want to start doing dance. They want to start doing mm. uh, mixed martial arts or something like that. Mm. They're still exercising, but it's just not in an aligned format like you are. So you're still able to continue your own journey without mm. that other person. So it's kind of like just making sure you're aware that like you're still doing this for you and 
the reason why you're doing this is for you and not because for because you don't want to make that other person mm. burn. I, I think, think um, doing the, like doing these things is all, all, like whatever thing you're doing, it's always for you. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably me and you have a different reason why why we we do this podcast. All right, mm-hmm. how about this? Why do you do this podcast? Literally, what I what I just described, <laughs> but as well, is I there like another the reason, like a more personal reason? I like the regularity of it. Mm. Um, it's kind of that other project that I do that's separate from work, separate separate to my side, my other side projects. And this is more so kind of like a social outlet without mm. a huge social commitment, if that mm. makes sense. Um, because as I go through my weeks and my schedules and things like that, there's different times I'm more busy with work, busy times I'm more busy with other side projects, busy time socially and things like that. Whereas this is kind of, a consistent, uh, I wouldn't say anchor that kind of grounds me. Yeah, it does kind of ground me in a sense. Mm. Um, but it's something that I look forward to on a weekly basis. I get to catch up with you. Mm. We get to have a wonderful conversation every single time. And But at the same time, we're also bit by bit challenging ourselves in terms of what we want to talk about, different concepts, who we bring on to, and brainstorming it from that perspective. Mm. And also there's no pressure as well it's because we do this purely for fun mm. there's no stakeholder engagement there. <laughs> and well, who knows in, <laughs> well who knows the can't chickens yet yeah it's true but yeah that's that's probably why i personally really enjoy it yeah mm. it helps ground me i think in yourself um i think i like reflecting mm. so personally this is just for like yeah it's just a really just time capsule mm. like um i used to write i used to have this book idea i um th- so one of my life goals is to write a book and publish it me too yeah and i i think a year or two years ago i had this idea of writing a book i think i've told you about it before but i would um jot down quotes that i really like and write down like maybe like a page or two about what I thought about that quote. Mm-hmm. So it had to mean something to me and I had, I would write down what it, what it meant to me at that time when at that age. Then um, I, the plan was to come back at age 65. I don't know why it's age 65. It could be, yeah, it could be any, I don't know, it could be any age. Like it just had to be like significantly older. And mm-hmm. at, at that age, I would come back and re-look at, that, at those notes and write write about what those same quotes meant to uh, mean to me at that time mm, and publish that as, yeah so it would be like a two-part book i like it keen mm. to see it mm. but i don't know why i stopped i think i mm, felt a, i don't know maybe like i felt it, it was a bit cringy <laughs> Cringy or not, I still think you should do it because in the end, you know, the thing that doesn't stop is time. Mm. I um, still have that book, so maybe after yeah. this, I will go read it. Read it. I'll, I'll send I you some. Read, add, add some more quotes to that book, whatever mm. has come through your way. Um, do, do you have a quote recently that really, like, has really um, popped up in your mind? Like, keeps on... Uh, what do you say? How do I say this? Keeps me going. Yeah, it keeps you going. 
the ones that stick out to me, uh, I don't know whether I've mentioned on these podcasts quite yet. Or I may have um, in passing. But the one that I probably resonate the most with is it'll only last so long. Mm. And mm. that you can see it on two sides, depending on whether you see on yep, the positive yep. note or on the negative note or glass yep. full, glass half empty. Yeah. So oh, I'll just elaborate a little bit more on that. When the saying it'll only last so long can be seen as if a good thing is happening, then mm. it'll only last so long. So you might as well, one, put your best effort in it or enjoy it to the maximum and not worry, it kind of takes away the the whole stress level, like future thinking in terms of, oh, what what ifs and things like that. So it's kind of about living in the moment, but also putting your best foot forward. So for example, if it's a, a project, whether work, personal, it's like, it'll only last so long. Um, you can also think of it as, you know, you're only young for so long. So you, like all the things that you want to do that require energy, time, youth for lack of a better word do it the mm. what's why wait type thing and then you can also see it on the flip side if you're going through a rough patch if you're going through a um not so great day even just simple as that or even just something short as like a little bit of pain tolerance type thing it'll only last so long yeah. <laughs> so that kind of puts it in a time frame that one it'll end because one probably will end or there'll be a break of some sort. Um, and so it's kind of like, don't get so bogged down by the fact that this bad thing is happening. And then it kind of affects your mental state in terms of, and it starts to kind of bring you into a cycle and then you get depressed and things like that. By telling yourself it'll only last so long kind of gives, like I said, a time limit on how long that particular thing should affect you. Or it'll last. Yeah, it's it's um, kind of like what um, it's pretty similar. It's pretty much the same thing to what my um, manager used to tell me. Like when I worked in the city, like not not my current job, but my previous job, he would always say, um, "It's not as good or as bad as it seems." Yeah. So kind of kind of the same thing. So what he meant by that is like. Like people will always overreact at work when something goes bad, and he will tell them it's it's never as bad as it seems. It's it just tells them that it's okay. But on the flip side, when a good thing happens, he says that as well. Like oh, a good thing happens, he he would say oh, it's not as good as it seems. Um, it's kind of a downer, but it's also like don't get don't get uh, like too carried away, don't get over like overexcited. This this will yeah, this will not last forever. Mm. So. Pretty much the same concept, yeah. Yeah, but I think it just really plays on the whole fact that, you know, regardless of that event happening, whether good or bad, Mm -hmm. it's the fact that life still continues on. Yeah. Time does not stop. Mm -hmm. Whether something's happening to, um, to you in that particular moment in time, the rest of your team, the rest of the world, the rest of the economy is still operating. It doesn't stop. Yeah. So it, yeah. As sad as it sounds, we are just a speck. We are only a speck. <laughs> Not just a speck. We're very important specks because we think of ourselves in that way. Mm. Self esteem. But yeah, so that quote has kind of helped ground me um, mm-hmm. quite a bit in terms of managing um, certain things happening, good or bad. Just kind of helping me keep me present, I think. Mm. 
um, and re realistic of how much this should really affect me, yes or mm. no, type of thing. That's good. I like that. Is there a quote that you've been holding on to recently? Mm. Oh, you need to go back and look into your book. <laughs> I think um, I told you yesterday I did a bit of reading. Mm -hmm. So I reread um, a part, like a few pages of uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm -hmm. um, it's that book I told you about that. It's about from this uh, Holocaust survivor. and He's trying yep. to answer what the... Uh, meaning of life is so i reread the part the um, part where he tries to answer um what the meaning of life is right and he i really like how he he uh, puts it so how how he um what he said in the book is asking the meaning asking what the meaning of life is is like asking what the best move in chess is it's there is no best move because at like if you ask a grandmaster, a chess grandmaster, what the best move is, he will just say like it really depends on what the position of the board is, what uh, your opponent is trying to do, like what what the pieces are like where the pieces are located. So there's no one one um, best move in the whole whole game, right? Otherwise, what's the point of the what's the point of the game? You everyone just play that move and you win, right? So. <laughs> It's and this goes back to the meaning of life. There's no like one meaning of life. So you, you yourself have to um, go look for the meaning instead of tr expecting and expecting an answer from the world. You have to go. It's like the world is asking you instead, and you have to produce the answer for yourself. So, in the in the sense, it's more what is the meaning of your life mm -hmm. rather than what is the meaning of life. Exactly. So, mm. I think that reminds me of a TED talk that I watched mm -hmm. on the weekend. It was, I can't remember who spoke, but basically it was a, a gentleman who had lost both his legs and his left arm. So he mm -hmm. just has his right arm. He lost it in college. I think he, him and his friends mucking around on a train line or a tram line of some sort jumped his watch hit a electric line of some sort and then from that basically sent shockwaves through his body and he had to have both of his legs and his left arm amputated hmm. so basically from an early stage of life in a sense for a lot of people they you'd see that as he lost his life hmm. so he'd face death pretty much um, I th now he's a practicing physician or a doctor of some sort. Really? Um, mm. In palliative care, yeah. And he ex talked about, oh, I'm trying to remember the bits and bops that he touched on, but he, the things that I guess I remember clearly is him talking about the way that people treat life and death and in terms of rather than um, viewing how you live your life in fear of death or in spite of death type thing, mm -hmm. you'd be living so that, you know, death happens, um, but you it's kind of like the way that you see it. Instead of it from a negative and doing it from fear mm -hmm. type thing, it's, like, it's also like it's going to happen, except that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, 
make sure that you live your life in a way um, where it's meaningful. Mm. And and I thought I think it was quite inspirational from his point of view, just knowing his situation. You know, you you've lost a significant portion of your life that like people take for granted. You know, having limbs, mm. two legs, um, and two arms in a sense. So just kind of seeing the fact that he was like, he became a doctor in palliative care, I think that was really impre- really really impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. It's uh the talk is called What Really Matters at the End of Life. Mm. Mm. So oh, I'll I'll definitely watch that. But th- yeah. th- this reminds me of um remember when we did the episode of um Life's Default State of Suffering? Mhm. And you told me like a few days after you you had your friends listen to it and mm-hmm. you started having the conversation you guys had a conversation about um is life meaningful because of death or something like that you remember mm-hmm. i like, remember my friend i framed the thinking. question wrongly yeah What's um, the act- what was the actual question sorry the question that my friend mm-hmm. oh i'll have to look back but i think it's kind of kind of similar like that it's um did, is life given meaning and purpose or kind of uh, given a time frame more so than anything else because mm. we have an end. We have mm. um, that it's not infinite in a sense. Mm. Like we only have a set amount of time. We have an opportunity, which is our lifespan, to do something with it and mm. to make action, have a meaning, leave a uh, purpose or a legend or what do you call? Oh, what's the word? Uh, I can't even remember. The, I'm I'm having a a vocabulary quite <laughs> blank. But what you leave behind, legacy. Ha, that's the word. <laughs> but is it because we know that it's going to end that it has so much more meaning? Whereas if we've seen that you know life is never ending type thing, then what's the point? You have mm. an infinite amount of time to. Go get a degree, uh, make as much money as you want, start a family whenever you want, achieve any sort of kind of goal. It's the fact that there's a finite amount of time and finite amount of resources as well. Like, for example, what we have accessible to us today might not be accessible in 50 years' time, like it was not accessible 50 years ago, type thing. It's the fact that Mm. things continuously change. So, the fact that we have an endpoint in each of our, and it's also very personal, you know, it's there's no endpoint. Um, it's not kind of like you live zero to fifty or zero to hundred, and then that's the end type thing. It's more so that you don't know when your time's up is. Hmm. Does that give it an extra layer of meaning? I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'd be keen to talk to aliens about the meaning of life. <laughs> I guess they would have it very, oh, would they have it different? I guess it depends on the circumstance and what parameters they live by. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd be keen to understand. <laughs> <laughs> if we can communicate with them. <laughs> <laughs> they speak English. <laughs> one day. One day, one do you think day. The, do you think the aliens out there? Probably the last question that I'll ask for this this episode. Um, do I think do they exist? 
I don't know. For me, when people ask me these kinds of questions, before I used to kind of entertain the idea. It's just mm. like, hmm, scientifically and logically speaking, I mean, if we can find life outside, then obviously that leads to like, mm. organism growth to um, intellect. And intellect, it's the same thing as how humans came about, you know, coming from an organism, turning into animals and animals, apes, apes, humans type thing. So that logical process, in if in the right environment like Earth, which was yep. a very hospital environment, can happen somewhere else ten thousand years lights away, so something like that. You know, they've I think they um, found evidence of life on Mars. I thought it was on another one. Was it Mars? I'm not sure which planet or moon one of or... them, but I, I did hear it. But see, I guess uh, yeah, what... it was a few weeks ago, like a month, like a month ago or something. I yeah. saw. I saw. I read an article about it. They they found um remnants of this chemical that can be only produced by life. So yeah, something like a excretion or something, a mm. gas of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess what my point is for these kinds of uh, not far fetched questions, but with my mindset now, I'm like, who cares? How does it affect me? <laughs> Yeah, not who cares, but like, okay, yeah, kind of who cares, but it's also like, it, is that something I want to spend my time thinking about? I mean, does it really matter to my circumstance? Currently, it mm. might matter to me later down the track, but currently, do I need that in my brain space at the moment? Because I've got so many things to do at the moment, so yeah. Do you think this? Uh, I think without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Logically speaking, yeah. Without a doubt, they they probably they probably are. They probably Because yeah. <laughs> I've watched this um I've watched a few um podcasts. Uh-huh. Joe Rogan, him um interviewing this 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 ex NASA astronaut. I I think he's astronaut, he's like a scientist or physicist that worked with NASA and he uh they said um the US government have, have actually been in contact with aliens and he he was in charge of going into the spaceship to like figure thing, figure out how things work and stuff. And um, of course, people will be like, "Oh, this guy's just crazy, right?" But everything that he uh, he talked about was um, brought up by officials um, years later. Oh. So um, I forgot the, the the guy's name, um, but yeah, and then. And yeah. then he he also talks about um I think it was George Bush, um after his presidency, um he wrote a book, mm-hmm. and in in that book he he was talking he was talking about this one time he met a old old guy on a farm, um George Bush, um and the guy on the farm was like oh, for sure there are aliens out there um the the government is hiding so many things and George Bush before he became a president think talking to that guy he thought he was crazy but he said in his book after he became president and retired he thought he thought that old guy was ahead of his time word for word that's what george bush said in his um autobiography so is that am i uh putting my tinfoil hat on or i don't know (laughs) but oh the conspiracy theories i think that that itself you know what we should do that on an episode just talk about conspiracy theories oh goodness that (laughs) Uh, they're so funny they're so funny and i think we definitely oh that one i think we'll see whether we can get a guest on because i think we have quite um some opinionated i think 
someone really, really opinionated about conspiracy theories would be fun to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting. Maybe, yeah, yeah, we should do research on one of the conspiracy theories and I can... <laughs> There I'm keen so to many. play devil's advocate. <laughs> oh, let's go! No, no, no! I don't want to play pros, man. You, you play pro. You play the pros. I want to. I want to play devil's advocate. <laughs> let's find someone that, because we both want to play devil's advocate. So, <laughs> let's find someone that 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 does it. Oh goodness, we're gonna rip them apart. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, and we'll see you guys all on the next one. We hope you enjoyed our little kind of bit more of a recap on, you know, where we've been, what we've been doing, uh, what point of time we're in as well. Um, But yeah, I think we'll see you guys on the next one. Any final remarks, Sam? Hmm. I'm going to go have dinner. (laughs) Okay, you go have dinner. (laughs) All right. All right. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you See next time. One.